everybody, Steve Politi from NJ Advanced Media here at High Point Solutions Stadiums for another edition of the Rebuilding Rutgers podcast. Another victory for the Scarlet Knights. I'm joined as always by contractually extended beat writers, Ryan Dunleavy, Keith Sargent. Uh, you know, I think at this point, um, I don't know about you guys, it's certainly the season has certainly exceeded my expectations. Uh, you know, I, you know, you look back, of course, you know, they're going to lament the Eastern Michigan loss for, for, for the, for, forever, <laughs> but uh, to win three big 10 games, uh, the performance the Scarlet Knights had in this 31 24 victory over Maryland was, was good in a lot of levels. And I think, you know, talking to the coaches today, listening to the coaches at the press conference today, I think they were really pleased with how this team blocked, how the quarterback played despite the stats. I mean, we, we learned a lot that they, I, you know, the way the defense responded to adversity. I mean, they were happy with this performance. Yeah, I think the most impressive thing to me is the whole, like, how many teams have we all been around where they say next man up, next man up, and you tune it yeah. out? <laughs> right. Um, right. To me, Rutgers has really kind of owned this next man up thing, and it seems like a guy gets hurt and some guy who wasn't even on the two deep in the preseason comes in or like, it's like which offensive player is going to go play defense now. Like I asked Gio the other day, if he has any defensive experience, because <laughs> I just expect him to be a linebacker. It's like high school football where you play two mm-hmm. ways. Um, and I think that's really, if you look into it, I think it's kind of a credit to this team. Want, desperate to be, to overachieve, desperate to bond together, desperate to mm-hmm. prove, prove people wrong. I think that's showing up in that next man up philosophy. And, you know, that's kind of, yeah. that whole defense is just kind of led the way because of an unselfishness. Yeah. And another thing you tune out too, Sarge. You mentioned you, we tune out the, when they say, "Hey, this team really gets along, and this team likes each other." Yeah. Another thing that we, that's a cliche here all the time in sports. Well, I, I think that's true as well. I mean, that, I, that's that's something that you know really seems to be uh, the chemistry is so much better this year. No doubt. And that, and we talked. To, I think you might have even asked a question to, to Gio Rochino after the game, and that's what he pr- pretty much pointed to. And it also sounds like a cliche, but I think this re- team really does have good chemistry, and they're a fun team. You know, they're, they're fun to be around. Everyone today. likes an underdog story, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, you kind of like that. That's what this team's morphing into. I'll give you one stat, courtesy of Jimmy Gill, uh, Rutgers cracked statistician. And uh, a fan of the podcast. Yes, a fan of the podcast. Ruck, uh, so, so uh, since 1960, there have been six uh, teams, uh, there have been 30 Big Ten teams coming off a winless year. Only four of them have ever won three games the following year. The last one was Minnesota in 1989. Wow. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, it, it's crazy. <laughs> I mean, Rutgers has three Big Ten wins. No one would have uh, thought that. Uh, and the thing that I keep coming back to is, I don't know. We keep talking about how the team likes each other, and everybody keeps saying brotherhood and all. And you're right. That's a word that I, as soon as I hear brotherhood, I tap out. <laughs> right. But I don't think, to me, that makes me think, like, did last year's team have bad apples on it? And I don't think so. I think look back at last year's team. JPO is an all-time good guy. Darius Hamilton. I don't think last year's team had bad guys on it. I think it is the ultimate example of a guy's message just taking a year to sink in, basically. Like, I don't think last year's team was, like, full of bad guys who weren't trying, who weren't close to each other or whatnot. Last year had some of the great leaders. I know Chris Muller, Derek Nelson. Like, I love those guys. I just think it took it. They were so set in the Shiano flood ways that it just took a year of this is Chris Ash's way or the highway of guys to buy in and then get closer. Mm-hmm. We'd be a little naive, though. I mean, there are 120 guys. Well, every, in the yeah, of course. We talked to maybe 20, 25 like in a given year. 
we'd be a little naive to think that there weren't some bad apples. But you don't think there uh, are bad apples on this year's probably team? A few. Yeah, there, there's I mean, probably and there's probably still need need to weed, weed out yeah. and uh, spend another year. Yeah. But we'd be naive to think that you know everything. Yeah, I'm not. Would be I'm just saying from a leadership standpoint, I don't think the leaders are bad apples. The Hamiltons. No, and, and we could pinpoint. I don't want to pinpoint like former uh, captains, but we could pinpoint years where. You, you look back midway through the year, and they had bad leadership. Oh, I can think of one year in particular. Yeah, yeah. I, we, I think we're both on the same page yeah. there. But, you know, it, it just so happened it was a player who, who you know, took a day off training camp who, to, to go to a wedding. So <laughs> I think, you know. <laughs> oh, uh, coach, are, as a coach, who took a day off training of go to a Counting Crows concert. <laughs> 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 That's a fair point. Seriously, was, that, that, was, that was the same year. Yeah, might have been yeah. the same year. Yeah, um, and, and yeah, I mean, I'd like, yeah, I think that's that's that says it all, and I think that yeah, the the, but the, the leadership, leadership is yeah. is there for sure. All right, so we talked about it last week, and we've now that they actually have four victories and can get to five victories, you know, let's let's look at this this possibility of the bowl of the bowls at five and seven. We've done a little bit more research. Uh, Aaron Patel, fan of the podcast. Fan of us on Twitter. No, he really hates us all on Twitter. But anyway, <laughs> fan of the podcast. He told me I'm a terrible beat writer, a joke of a beat writer. Yeah, well, he, well, you are a joke. That's true. That's yeah. um, what, he had a nice chart, though, showing all the teams, 50, the 50 different teams uh, in the position to go to, you know, ahead of them in the APR. Yeah. All right, Sarge, you did some and research. Uh, yeah. What is the deal? Where are we now? If this team beats Indiana, can it make a bowl game? Did you just say we? I where mean, are we now? We oh, no, as, as media people? I don't know. Okay. Like, uh, yeah, where, where are business? we now as in – are we going to be in Detroit or Dallas on Christmas? Yeah, that, that <laughs> where are we now? Yeah, I was going to say, I thought in life, where are we? But um, no, there's – okay, so keep in mind, a year ago there were eight – there were 40 bowl games, so that meant 80 spots. Now there's one less bowl game, no more points at a bowl. I know you were a big That's fan. That's terrible. Of, yeah, I know. I know. You were a big fan of that First one. of all, can we do a, a, a round of applause for one less bowl game? Like somehow college football <laughs> eliminated uh, – I thought you were going to say there's one more bowl game. But now, but so now you're talking 78 teams, which a week ago when I was talking about how two, five, and 17 teams, North Texas and Mississippi State, both went to bowl, game, bowl games at five and seven. Now you're talking two less – so that's one factor against Rutgers. We're all talking about, to be clear here, Rutgers at five and seven because right. Rutgers is going to be a heavy underdog in two of their final three games. Yes. Indiana in two weeks. You figure they have a pretty good realistic shot to win that game. Mm-hmm. So we're talking five and seven. So there are are thirty nine bowl games uh, right now. You have fifty bowl eligible teams with three uh, weeks weeks left. Uh, two and at five wins, there are twenty one teams. So let's just, for argument's sake, say all 21 of those teams uh, make it. And you're talking 71 teams. Then you're talking seven spots. Then you go down to the four-win teams currently, and there's 25 four-win teams. So you're talking seven of 25. And then beyond that, you 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 have pretty good math, seven of those 25 to, to, to get the six wins. Which would eliminate Rutgers at five and seven completely. But Rutgers is one of those 25 teams. What's that? Rutgers yeah, is Rutgers one. is one yeah. of those 25 teams, but again, they're, yeah. they're a long shot. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you, you know, basically the, the rule is now if you win six games, no matter what conference, they did away with the uh, rule where a five and seven team could jump over a six win team from, from the whack or, yeah. you know, or, you know, you know so, which you know, they should. Yeah. Which is good. You know, now you're guaranteed a six wins. You're going to a ball. So basically long story long, <laughs> the, the odds are against them going to a bowl game of five and seven. And the odds are also against them winning one of Michigan State or Penn State. I was stunned by this. I love to pop you guys with trivia every week. Oh, please. When's the last time Rutgers beat a ranked team? 
do 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 what's that? Do, do, do. Yeah, what year? Uh, uh, 2011. 2009. Get out of here. Is that the USF and game? Not the famous number not... two game. They were number 23. <laughs> right, yeah, but yeah. They beat USF wow. number 23 yes, in 2009. That is incredible. That's the last And they were they ranked a week after that. Man. They they became ranked after that, and that might have been like the last time Rutgers has been ranked. Yeah, no, they were ranked. Oh, they were ranked 12. in 2012 too. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, that's it. That's, that's unbelievable. That and now unbelievable. you're asking them to beat Penn State or Michigan State. That's right. not beating number 23 South Florida. Right. Yeah, they're not so. going to beat. All right, so obviously Penn State's and the 31 point favorites. We are throwing <laughs> much cold better. water all that's, over yeah, this right That's now. not going to happen. Michigan, Indiana, State's gonna Michigan State. Is, I'm not saying they're going to beat Michigan State, but they had Michigan State in this. They, grant. they had them play, when they were played the four in the nation. Much more competitive. It's not. That's not going to be a 50 point blowout. I say that one year yeah. after they lost. But Norris Wilson points. isn't stalking these sidelines anymore <laughs> like he was that oh, day. Man. No, but but I think the point is, you know, Michigan State doesn't. You know, wow you, you know, with their skill Correct. position guys. They're, they're not going to wow you with their physically. They're, Michigan State's going to grind you out. Uh, hey, look, guys. They beat Michigan and Penn State. It'll be a double-digit uh, point oh, spread. If, they're, sure, if sure. they're five and six and we're having the conversation, conversation. about, huh. hey, maybe, who knows, they could yeah. beat. It's a successful season. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, right. it's, yeah. it's already a successful yeah. season. If they beat Indiana, four Big Ten yeah. wins and have a shot, even an outside yeah. Yeah. Who knows? You know, hail mary shot of making the ball. Look, there's no one can. If you're a fan, you've got to be happy with the progress. Yeah. yeah. All right. Now this is funny. Now we're talking about bowls now, and Ryan, you wrote about this this morning. The Big Ten, this overall a disaster. I mean, that weekend it couldn't have been a worse weekend for the conference. The nation is focused on how Wisconsin's the only team that has a chance from the Big Ten to make the college football playoff. I agree. That's a big story. To me, it's not the biggest story. Maybe it's because I cover a team that's towards the you know bottom tier of this. But to me, it's a much bigger story that there is a chance seven Big Ten teams, half yeah. the conference, <laughs> isn't bowl eligible. That is a disaster from the Big Ten. And here's my analogy. Follow me on this. It's like when we went to Fogo de Chao, the Brazilian yeah. steakhouse, which fittingly is right next door to the Big Ten office. Mm-hmm. And we gorged ourselves on 15 meats. 15 different meats. 15 different meats. Yep. yep. And the waiter came over after we had finally given up and said, would you like to look at a dessert menu? And I said, sure, I'll look. And you looked at me like I was crazy. Yeah. Because my eyes were bigger than my stomach. That's how I feel Jim Delaney did with this with this conference. (laughs) His eyes are bigger than his stomach. He made all his teams play nine conference games. He made all his teams get rid of FCS games. He made all his teams schedule a Power 5 school in the out of conference. What did he think was going to happen? He left no margin for error for the likes of Maryland, Indiana, Rutgers, Minnesota, Mm -hmm. uh, Illinois, Purdue. Of course they're not going to get to six wins. You just took away their path to six wins. Why? Because of money. Because nine conference games is better for TV. Because power five games are better for TV. Well, now you're going to lose money because you're only going to have seven teams in bowls. And half your conference is going to be in a bowl. And everybody's going to catch on that the Big Ten's not as good as it should be. But really, it's not any worse than it used to be. It's just you made it impossible for these teams to get to bowls. I need to add one more thing about the Brazilian Steakhouse. Yeah. Is that we both spent $81 and expensed it. His was flagged. What's the deal here? Mine just went right through. Okay, well, to your point. Just well, you do, I was going to say, you exactly. do have when, a when little I, more cash. Yeah, when I have an $81 dinner, it's different, different than when done leaving. It's got to be something's wrong. All right. <laughs> you, you got the answer? Yeah. I got nothing. I wasn't on that trip. I, I think I might have been eating at McDonald's that night. But the analogy holds, right? 
My eyes are bigger than my yes. stomach. But I mean, yeah, I, I see mean, what I you're saying. I mean, I think Delaney really screwed this up. I see what you're saying, it was, but it's, it, 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 and I understand why he did it to a degree. You want it to see better games in the regular season. You have a network, there's programming. You want to have, you know, you sure. want them to but be is it worth? Is it worth it? If I told you seven teams, so you're in your quick lane bowl that you're supposed to go to if you're the Big Ten, Central Michigan's going to go. And the go. quick lane bowl's on ESPN, but, but Maryland... Stanford, wherever they're playing, is on yeah. the Big Ten Network. I, th- I think yeah. that's the broader point. I know what you're saying. It's, but it's a bad look for the Big Ten overall. It is a bad this look. Is, I mean, this is a this is a down year. That is just a ter- that loss. That Ohio State loss to Iowa is just <laughs> mind boggling. Mind boggling. Yeah. Terrible defeat, and not having a team in the playoff is. I mean, that's an embarrassment. That's, a, that's an embarrassment for the. I league. mean, Wisconsin does have a have a. Well, uh, what if they go, if they win through? Do they get in? If they win, thirteen and zero. Are they in? No, do you can't say well, that. Yes. Well, wait. What's no. all the way through? They they could, it includes beating and Ohio State or yes, Penn State or Michigan State. Probably, if, what if they beat Michigan State? Do, you know, if they beat them. If, in the, in the, in I the, think they'll get in if they're 13. It, it, it all depends. I mean, you're, <laughs> you you could be looking at I'll, – I'll, I'll put to you this way, you know, long story long again. Georgia, Alabama, if they both win mm-hmm. out and they go to the SEC championship game both undefeated, they're both getting in. The winner is going to be number one. Right. And the loser is going to be number three. They won't be number four. It'll be number three. Uh, so they're both getting in. Um, Notre Dame, if they win out, yep. they're getting in no matter what. So then that's three teams right there who are going to be favored. Mm-hmm. And then Miami, if they lose to Notre Dame and they come back and beat Clemson in the ACC championship game, you're talking about a Miami team that's 12-1 and with a better <laughs> resume than, than Wisconsin that yep. th- that lost to number three Notre Dame. Uh-huh. You'll, you'll see Miami against Georgia. That's my prediction. Miami-Georgia with Mark Richt. You know, it's a storyline. Oh, interesting. You know, and Alabama Notre Dame with maybe the big, best right. college Rematch. football rating ever. Alabama Notre Dame. Right. One, um, one, one. Last so thing. I'm just saying. You know, it all depends. Now, if Miami loses, you know, in the ACC championship game, what about Oklahoma? So right. it all depends. I yep. can't say that Wisconsin at 13 and 0 is guaranteed to go in. One last thing: what makes the world go round? Who knows who? Barry Alvarez was on this selection committee. <coughs> well, that's for a years. great point. He is not mm. gonna. No, no one of his friends is gonna say, Barry, I know you were 13 and 0. You're out. And but, the gr- yeah, and the great Barry Alvarez story of all time, we'll share with the the, the listeners. The day that Chris Ash got hired, the day we, we yeah. found out, I had it just happened to have Barry, Barry Alvarez's cell phone somehow, and I called him, and it was a day. It was like the, yeah. the selection weekend, and you know. He actually picked up the phone, stepped out of the meeting. Stepped out of the meeting, gave me five minutes to talk about Chris Ash. Wow! And it was great. It was you know Barry Alvarez, you know, can do no wrong in my <laughs> eyes. All right, let's hop right to true or false here. Got to talk more Rutgers. Um, all right, as always, true or false? Give me an answer. We'll come back and discuss things at the end. Number one, uh, this team would have had twice as many victories last year if Jerry Kill was the offensive coordinator. True or false? True. Twice as many now, false. This team would have beaten Eastern Michigan if Gio Rashino was the starting quarterback. True or false? True. True. <laughs> That's hard to go. Number three, Rutgers is catching Penn State at just the right time. True or false? False. <laughs> <laughs> I was the one who asked that question to Chris Ash, and he looked like he wanted to do two press conferences in a row. He seemed like he wanted to to throw something at me, but (laughs) false. False. Yeah, there's no no right time. All right, this is a multi-part one. If Saquon Barkley had not decommitted and stayed with Rutgers, this Rutgers team is competing for a Big Ten title. True or false? False. False. This Rutgers team is ranked. True or false? True. Wow. Okay. False. This Rutgers team is still four and five. 
True false. or false? Yeah, false. Uh, it wouldn't have mattered because he wouldn't have had a place in this crowded backfield. <laughs> True or false? <laughs> uh, false. That's totally I, mean, I read true. it somewhere on Twitter. I read it too on Twitter. I just saw it. Okay, you're true. a bad guy. I believe everything I read on Twitter. I'm a bad guy. You're both bad guys. Bad, bad guys. All right, next one. Rutgers should have redshirted more of its true freshmen this year. True I'm, or false? I'm hard on this. True. Really? Okay. False. Because yeah. special teams, they're, they're playing a lot of them. On Speaking teams. of true freshmen, Hunter Hayek is now the team's best wide receiver at five foot eight, 114 pounds. True or false? <laughs> you can make an argument. True. true. It's Sorry. probably true. <laughs> it's amazing, isn't it? Uh, the uh, Eastern Michigan loss has moved up into the list of the top five worst losses of all time. True or false? True. And there's some spinkers there's going back. Many. I'm going to say true. To, to, to our, our, our debate a couple of weeks ago, I'll say yeah. false. All right. It's worse, it's worse now than it was when we had that debate a yeah. couple of weeks right. ago. And <laughs> finally, four-star recruit Arthur Sitkowski will have a chance to start the opener next season. True or false? True. I mean, a chance? True. I, I really like the kid. He's from my hometown. Um, <laughs> but I've seen too many of these quarterbacks. And not, not, not to say that they're yeah. overrated, but, you know, they're never, you know, it takes time. Um, I think Gio is going to be the starting quarterback. Yeah, I, I, and let's go right to that one. Yeah, right he's not starting until game six next year, okay? Yeah. That's what happens. That's, <laughs> he comes in in game six. He's like a closer. He's like comes I, in the and night. I, and I tell you, if, Jer if Jerry, the, the Jerry kill today, I think the high praise it. that he had for Gio for his decision-making, yeah. I think this is what they've come to realize that he's not making these game-killing mistakes, throwing interceptions, throwing the ball in bad spots. Again, he's limited. He's not, you know, he gets he, – he, but he tucks the ball away when he doesn't see something. He doesn't try to force something in. At least he has in the last three games. That That's why they've won these games, right? Yeah, I mean, he, that's he, the most he, important uh, part. I mean, he, Jerry Kill said that he's a really smart player mm -hmm. and stuff that fans don't really see. He got him, you know, he checked at the line, got him in and out of good plays. And like you said, his decision-making has been really good. He, you know, he's thrown one – Interception, which was meaningless. It was at the end of the half. I mean, Chris actually yeah. said it doesn't even count. Doesn't even doesn't count. Doesn't count. Yeah, he doesn't count. That must be nice. Yeah. But yeah, he's done. Yeah, he's doing stuff that like we we. It's never pretty, but it's effective. Now, now this the Sikowski thing is interesting. I mean, that that is got to be the highest profile recruit Rutgers has gotten. I mean, in some time. Well, it uh, depends. Because you mean because it's quarterback? Yeah, because Bo it's quarterback. Was a big deal. Well, it's quarterback. It's four star. They took it from. Mike they took Clark, it from Miami. Yeah. Yeah. Right, the decommit from Miami. It's a, I mean, and I get it. Miami is going to replace him. Yeah, <laughs> Miami's yeah. recruiting at a very high level yeah. now. And he wasn't starting at IMG. He wasn't starting at IMG. I understand all of that, but still, I mean, you know, that's a it's good big. week for. It's I mean, that's a good week for Chris Ash to, yeah. to get that. Kid. So, to me, the number one thing about it is you always hear t kids talk about how quarterbacks rally recruiting classes. Rucker certainly needs a New Jersey presence. Uh, to round out this recruiting class, and yeah. maybe Sikowski can do that. And anyone who's spent any time with him, he's a very outgoing, engaging kid. I could totally see him being a Pied Piper type he, kid. This is a true story that we've all heard. Uh, he tried very hard he to rally some New Jersey commits before he left for IMG. Yeah. He tried to rally is that New right? Jersey for Rutgers. Huh. Um, I assume he's going to try even harder now. Well, he's got to rally some receivers. Yes. That's 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 certainly the case. Um and we, I asked Jerry Kill about that, the other point about Hunter Hayek being the team's best receiver right now. I mean, it's just it, – and it, 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 he made a point. We all saw the throw that Gio made long uh, to Bo Melton and thought, well, Gio missed him. I made the point that the kid didn't run a good route. Yeah. And so we're, we're back to this point looking for someone to play that position at a, at a, at a decent level. 
one of I thought the newsworthy things that came out of today too was Jerry Kill basically said, "Don't count on seeing Janarian Grant well, yep. this season. Like, yep. if you do, it's gravy. But he's he's gonna yeah. get everybody else ready because he's not counting on yep. Janarian Grant. Fascinating stuff. All right, so we've got some news we're gonna cover now. Contracts. Let's talk contracts. See Vivian Stringer. I know that you know it's, it's the kind of thing that that maybe the casual football fan doesn't care about. But if you're a Rutgers yep. fan, you got to care about this. A, four, a new a new four year deal. Interesting little opt out sort of kind of, but not really after two years. Uh, Sarge, what did you think of that? It's a couple. I have a couple of different thoughts on it. One, um, it's interesting that you know she's basically getting you know recouping her salary. Everyone made a big deal how she went from a yeah. million dollars to seven hundred thousand. Um, she basically recouped it. Um, you know, it's incentive laden to a point, but a lot of incentives are very easily attainable. She's going to get 50 grand for, for winning her, her thousands win. That's going to happen in 23 uh, wins whenever that happens. Uh, so basically she's probably going to make about $900,000 a year, which is, you know, very good. Um, uh, here's <laughs> the coming off six and twenty-four, it's more than very and, and, good. And, and, and the people who follow <laughs> it, and there are a lot of people, and we hear about it. Ryan hears about it. Mm-hmm. I hear about it from from certain boosters, certain fans that her time is done. That you need to make a change. That Pat Hobbs, what are you doing? And you know, sure, it's political in 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 in, in, in some respects. That it's really hard to get rid of you know a legendary Hall of Famer, and not just a Rutgers Hall of Famer, but a Naismith Hall of Famer. So it's hard. Not mm-hmm. only, I mean, Pat Hobbs, you know, clearly didn't have the stomach for it at this point. No. Neither did Tim Pernetti. He had a, had an opportunity to do it. Nope. So did Julie Herman. So did she Bob. had an opportunity. And well, <laughs> I, I don't know Bob, you know, uh, per se, because Bob was still had her, you know, coming oh, off they were winning. a I mean, year a year yeah. removed from the Final yeah. Four. You know, Tim certainly, you know, had an opportunity. Yeah. He had a contract negotiation with her, yeah. and so did Julie. And you know, the the yep. thing that I give that uh, Pat, Pat Hobbs credit for is in two years, if it's not working out, he gets to uh, come uh, go to her and say, "Listen, it's not working out. We're going to move you to a, an administrative position." Let's be honest. I mean, she's probably not going to do a whole lot of administrative work, but she can still be around the program. Clearly making a lot of money, and you know I do hear the can't be a no show job. I do hear the people say you know eight you know eight seventy five and nine. Um, and nine seventy five or nine twenty five for for administrative role that's out, out, outrageous. I'm yes. not arguing that. <laughs> I'm not arguing that. However, you know it makes uh, you know if you're going to keep her, this was probably the best of all evils. Right. The one thing is, I'll just use a New York sports example since most of our audience probably is familiar with it. The way the Giants kind of escorted Tom Coughlin out, and it's obviously been a disaster. But Tom Coughlin went politically correctly like he did his press conference and he thanked everybody and he you know he clearly wanted to go get another job because he's in jacksonville yep. right now but he played by the rules of the giants he he was polite and nice and all see vivian stringer ain't doing that <laughs> no. and they well, maybe forced, she does now after two years uh, if they if they were for, no, i'm saying now, now today, right now yes they no, did not no. give her a contract if pat hubs did not get, extend her she was not going to shake hands and say thanks for the memories everybody nope. It's a headache that Pat Hobbs is a smart guy he doesn't need. Correct. Uh, The other, and I I wrote about this now, you've got a football coach who's, who's, you know, four four and five, uh, you know, and I I, I wrote that he he will get, he's going to get an extension. He needs to get an extension. Uh, Some fans weren't on board with this, and and the point I made is that if if you're a Big Ten, you're a big program, you don't, no one lets a coach, football coach, go into coaching the the year three of a a five-year deal without extending it. So you've got two options, essentially. Either you're, either you're cutting them loose, 
you're not going to do that, or you're going to give him this two years. And what I think's happened here, and people don't realize, like, Chris Ash at 111 was going to get these two no, that, years. Exactly <laughs> this is what was going to happen. And then it would have been us saying, geez, is this the guy? We would be asking these questions. This three three wins of the last four games has yeah. at least taken that that pressure off Pat Hobbs where you can say, hey, look, progress. He's our guy, yeah. right? If this was 111 they were doing this, wow. I, the same people, this is, I won't name names, but the same people on Facebook, the same people on Twitter who were crushing, and we knew this would happen, right? Who were crushing Chris Ash six weeks, five weeks ago, six weeks ago. Um, is all too conservative, not a, not recruiting well enough, are the same people who I legitimately saw sent messages on social media that were like, we got to lock this guy up before another school <laughs> comes yeah. and gets him. And I'm yeah. like, that that's everything. That's everything you need to know, right? And, and if they lose How quickly it games, changes. They lose their final They lose game. out. They'll be like, oh, I don't know about that extension. Yeah. <laughs> lose to Indiana. Whatever you done uh, first. Yeah. <laughs> All right. The Big Ten fan base that we pissed off this week. It wasn't us, but – I, I love this little thing that I found on, and it's also the mean tweet of the week. I found this on on this on Twitter. You're gonna like that. I don't know if you guys saw it. Here's the song. Let me see if I can get it. Oh crap! Here it goes. That was an ad first. What's an ad for? Ad for Goldilocks Bed Experts. We have ads on our podcast. Here we go. Am I getting a kickback from them? The Big Ten. Here it is. Did you recognize the song? You don't even know. You don't know what the segment is. Do you recognize the song? Wow. Go Terps? You don't know it yet? Oh, man. Oh, there you I, go. No, I don't recognize this song at all. No. That's, this is, I mean, this is a weak. This is weak sauce. They're all weak. They're, except for Michigan. That's, you Notre know what Dame, I think it is? Notre Dame and Michigan. You know what this Penn State, you know what this podcast has taught me? There's a reason you know the five fights on to do. Because they're the only ones that are any good. <laughs> All right. So this is great. If you guys see this on Twitter now, we're talking about how, how do you get to be, how does Rutgers at Maryland become a rivalry? A game like that. And then you've got Scott Van Pelt. Wow. ESPN expert Scott Van Pelt fighting with Rutgers fans on the Twitter about how this game ended. And I, mean, I, I, went, I, I just found it fascinating. He's like, so they're talking about this. Uh, he's like, oh, fifth-string quarterback throws a game-tying touchdown. It's called back. Congrats. What's the ledger in all sports since we joined the league? Any idea? So he's fighting with these guys, uh, you know. I'm legitimately asking a question. What are we head-to-head since joining the league? I don't know the answer. You know, he goes back and forth about this. So it's kind of funny. I mean, that's yeah. like, you know. Is he a Maryland grad? He's a Maryland yeah. grad, yeah. That's, I, I just So we talked about, like, how, well, how does this become a how does this become a rivalry? Games like that. I think, you know, this, I think that's. So now Maryland fans are, are going to be pissed off next year when Rutgers comes down there. Maybe sure this that? is the maybe this is the start of something. Maybe I, maybe? I, I mean I I've been saying I mean you know where I stand on this. I've been saying it for three years. That's now three really memorable games yeah. between mm-hmm. these teams. So I mean it needs to be a rival. And stop pretending Penn State's your rival. Well, that, that's the next question. Segue directly into that because we're playing they're playing Penn State this week. How does Penn State? Become a rival. That's the rivalry that Rutgers really wants have to have. Go. What is it? James Franklin leaves. James that, Franklin leaves. That's the only chance because <laughs> wow. I'm not. I can't say that Penn State will definitely hire the right guy to replace James Franklin. And I don't think James Franklin's going to be there for 30 years. James Franklin strikes me as the kind of guy who's always looking for his next great yeah. opportunity, and he deserves one. I mean, he's done a terrific job there. Um, so if he leaves and the next guy comes in. 
and doesn't recruit at the right level or they take a step back, I could see Rutgers and Penn State becoming rather – I could. I, I could. But it's going to take him leaving because he's recruiting at such a superior level. Um, so, I mean, it's got to eat up the Rutgers fan every time you watch this that team. And it's Jasicki and Blacknell oh, and Barkley. Yeah. I mean, uh, Bill, Bill O'Brien, who is- – he had sanctions. I don't think he did a great job at Penn State. I thought he State. did okay, but yeah. he still out-recruited. I don't he know. He out-recruited I Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah. yeah. It's, Penn State is a different level. It is. Different I level mean, you program. can look at their facilities. And they're not going to mess up that high. So you say there's nothing, basically. Uh, what if Rutgers won two games in a row? Well, then that would certainly start it. But, yeah. I mean, have they won two games? They've won two games in, in like, 25 Meetings, Correct. right? Yeah. Is that what it is? Two yeah. and something. Nineteen like twenty and nineteen eighty eight. Yeah, nineteen eighty eight. Yeah. So it's like two and twenty seven or something like that. Yeah, that's that's not the makings of a of, of a pretty good rivalry. No. Yeah, I mean it's good. It's going to take a lot, and and the they, the the program's just on a different level right now. Yeah, I mean, what, it, what I've talked about before. I mean, with Michigan and Ohio State winning, you know, eighty percent of the Big Ten championships, and Penn State, there the, the there's such a history. Of but it's Michigan and Ohio State. It's not Penn State. Yeah, Penn. Uh, How many times has Penn State won the Big years? Ten? Penn State's been, been light years ahead of, you know, is it going to change? Of course. All? When are we talking? But I don't think Penn State is Ohio State. I think Penn State likes to think it's Ohio State and Michigan, but it's not. It's not. It's just not. I, I guess the question yeah. is, in, in our lifetimes, is it a rivalry? Maybe. But Maybe yeah. in your lifetime, the way I've been eating and exercising, forget <laughs> it. All right. <laughs> Let's do some Penn State. Fogo to chow. Fogo to chow, baby. And you're not even going to Indianapolis. You should see the reservations I got oh, for Sarge and I. Don't, you don't even want to hear I, it. I might drive <laughs> out there. And meet. What would you guys do if I just drove out there? Uh, it's it's supposed to be my weekend that I'm not going got, on a trip. Uh, what if I just showed up? You wouldn't be surprised. Sorry, it's, it's <laughs> table for two. Yeah. There's no room. But the yeah, reservation. There, there might be some I can't change them now. I can't change them now. All right, Penn State. Do you want to make some picks? Sure. How about this, by the way? The standings now, it, it's Sarge clearly going to win it to top. I'm behind Sarge. Then comes fans and random fan people. And then Ryan, quote-unquote, NJ.com expert Ryan Dunleavy, (laughs) below the fans. Let's be honest. Let's call it what it is. I'm going to the college football playoff. You're going to a nice New Year's day. Exactly. I'm going to, to like, what, Fiesta? Fiesta Bowl? No, not that level. Dunleavy might be going to the Poinsettia Bowl, (laughs) the one that they discontinued. I'll be joining Art Garcia in the Heart of Dallas (laughs) You're going to the Fort Worth Heart. What is it? Remember that? The Heart of Dallas Dallas Is there still one named after PapaJohns.com? Is that still? Yeah. That still exists? That's where where you're headed. Um, (laughs) All right, so that means you get to go first, Rye, because you're last. What's the prediction? Are Are we, gonna, who's gonna, what's like the score? A score? Yeah, give me a score. Give me a, what's going to happen. Are they going to keep it? It's a 31-point spread. I was really surprised. It seemed like a lot. Yeah. It does seem like a lot. Um, and you know what's interesting, too, is Rutgers hasn't had the – I mean, 39 nothing isn't close. But Rutgers hasn't had the annihilation game against Penn State. The scores are 14-10, 28-3, and 39 nothing since they joined the Big Ten. Um, and they should have won the first one, obviously. They should Yes. Uh <laughs> I'll say Penn State wins 41-14. 41 So that's a that's not a cover. Rutgers, that's Rutgers cover. covers. Okay. Yeah, I, Penn State 38 Rutgers 10. I you know, I I'm, I I'm guess a, that's not a cover either. It's not a cover. I'm about the same I'm at about the same range. I I'm going to go, you know, just because I think they can, they're going to run Barkley into the Heisman Heisman uh, Trophy candidacy again, yeah. I think it's going to be 45 to, to 14 range, and and it's a shame that I wish they almost I'd like to, if this team were playing 
another on the same level opponent because I really was impressed with the way they blocked with uh, uh, against Maryland and, and the way they ran the ball. I'd like to see that again, but after Michigan State couldn't run against Penn State, I don't think Rutgers is going to be able to run the ball against Penn State. Here's the other thing that we're like we we've learned about Chris Ash. Like he does seem like to have an eye on you know winnable games. So does Blackshear do a question. whole lot? Yeah. Um, when you know, Indiana last week. Yeah. is a week, you know, later where you can win Indiana. So That's a good question. are they vanilla? Not just him. Teray, yeah. Lewis, yeah. Uh, Grant, uh, KJ Gray. Like, do any of those guys you don't play against punt Penn State? on a game beforehand, especially against a you know a team that you know if you ever did win, it would be you know the, the you know would set your program up you know immeasurably, yeah. yeah. but. I think he's going to be smart. I think he's going to know that Indiana is, is really the, the thing that's going to make the difference in, in you know, a, a good year and a great year. And I'm, lo- I'm looking forward to the trip. Not really. Uh, but uh, it's a terrible <laughs> trip. That's a great trip. My first, this is a, well, I'll close on this story. If I can say, <laughs> one of my first co- college football experiences, best friend from high school, we're going to go to the game. We drive out there, happy to get the worst ho- the worst motel room in the world. We got in in this just it just stinks. It was like it was still two hundred dollars a night, and he, and my friends like, look, we gotta get there. We gotta get there like six thirty. All right, this is just what you do in the parking Sarge? lot. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> much, yeah. And Rob Rob he's not listening. So we, all right, whatever pugs, we'll go there. We we'll get there. So we get there, like we get there at seven a.m. There's traffic getting in there. Get our parking spot. You know, of course, start tailgating, drinking. Now it's eleven thirty, and I say to him. Well, why don't we just go in? And he goes, well, I don't understand. Why are we going now? I'm like, well, it's 1130. The ga- game starts at noon, right? No, it's, it's a 330 start. <laughs> <sighs> these people get to these games, yeah, and yeah. there's nothing to do up yeah. there. We yeah. got there at 7 in the morning for a 330 game start. I, I, I do that. I don't even I went, tell you. I, I just do that. I in the backseat of the car. I'm like, I'm going to bed. I'll start over. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, give me a break. I know we're at the point where we're having fun now in the podcast, <laughs> but I want to bring it back to – I, something we the three of us haven't talked about, but it's a serious Rutgers note to end it on, and it builds off that the the idea that all those people were getting there at 6:30. You yeah. know what I thought was interesting? Two Rutgers great quarterbacks, Mike Teal and Ryan Hart, both took to Twitter Saturday night to urge more Rutgers fans to get behind this team. Really? They I thought that was fascinating. And Mike Teal, I don't uh, see that. They both. I, and re- I think it was in response, I think, to my story on how the crowd huh. really lit a fire under them. Right. Uh, they both basically said, you know, let, we got to start packing High Point Solution Stadium. I wish great to see this winning. I wish more fans would get behind them. Shout out to a friend of the podcast, Tad Cohen, who gave us a <laughs> video of the booing in the stand and yes. how loud it was. I added it, was it great. to my story. Yeah. But I, I could describe it. But this is why video matters in journalism now, because I could describe the booing, but actually hearing how loud it was made a difference. And, uh, yeah, both Hart and Teal pointed out you know, more Rutgers. What we've been saying all along, that fans should probably, you know, they both pointed out, get behind this team. So and I thought that was time, interesting. Anytime you, you, you see Mike Teal, you know, talk about his Rutgers roots, which you know he's still, you know, passionate about Rutgers, it's important to note because – you know, he does have influence. He has players that yes, he future does. recruits. Yeah. So anytime that he keeps an eye on Rutgers, it's always a good thing and for Rutgers an, fans. And both those guys got booed off the field at some point yes, in their did. career. And yeah. both are very and both want more Rutgers fans here. So good way to end it. All right, guys, signing off here. Thanks for listening. We'll be back to recap the Penn State game, win or lose on Monday. Take care.